welcome to the Pillar Tax Podcast. We had another episode, and you know what's unique about this episode? We're from coming fresh, really fresh, off of an incredible training that Dan did earlier today. What was the name of that training, Dan, and what did that training serve today that you just did earlier? Yeah, what I did today, Jay, was a, was a training that we call Emergency Measures to Stop IRS Levy Action. And so what I did is I did a one-hour presentation on the various procedures that are available to immediately bring a halt to levies and seizure. And this is a big problem because, you know, the IRS issues about three and a half, four million levies every year. When I'm talking about levies, I'm talking about hitting paychecks and bank accounts, seizing automobiles, that sort of thing. Yes, so so levy means they're actually taking somebody's money out of their accounts or something. Yeah, that's exactly okay. right. And there's there's and people confuse liens and levies. Okay. And 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 it's there's an important distinction because when the IRS files a lien, and they file millions of liens, the liens are going out all the time. But when they issue a lien, that doesn't actually take property away from the citizen and put it in the hands of the IRS. That's just a public declaration that the IRS claims an interest in your property, right? So it doesn't it doesn't divest you of your asset. But when they issue a levy, they're hitting your paycheck, they're hitting your bank account, they're actually taking your money away from you. They might they might hit a paycheck, they might hit a retirement account, they might hit your social security, you know, they could hit a, if you're self-employed, they could hit an income stream and and, and levies bring people to their knees. Jay, the liens don't do that, but levies bring people to their knees. And so the teaching today was all about how to stop those levies, how to get in there and immediately reverse the levy, get it released, get you into a situation where the IRS is not taking your money. I've got to make sure you're plugged in to Pillar Tax Academy so you don't miss this type of information. So you know when the upcoming uh, webinars are taking place because that one should have really got your attention. Liens versus levies. Liens, they are putting in public interest notice. Levies means they're taking your cash, wiping out bank accounts, wiping out full. Can they hit a 401k then on a levy? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, they, they can, Jay. And that surprises a lot of people. And and uh, obviously, <laughs> and I'm telling you, if, if the first you learn that they can hit your 401k is when they wipe it out. Uh, it, it really, it really adds insult to injury in a big way. Because here's what happened: is is when when they when they levy when they levy that 401k. Let's say they take 10 grand out of your 401k. All right, they take the 10, they take the entire 10 thousand dollars and they put it to the old tax liability. Now, what happens is you've lost the 10 thousand dollars, but because that constitutes a distribution right? They've taken the money. It's a distribution. That $10,000 is income in the year that they took the money. So if they take 10 grand out of your IRA 401k here in 2023, they take that $10,000, they put it to the old tax. And now you got to put the $10,000 as income on your 2023 tax return. So now you'll write another, what, another 2,000, 2,500, maybe $3,000 on that distribution that you don't have. Because they took all the money and they applied it to the old tax liability. So yeah. if they seize an IRA or a 401k, you end up losing 130 or 140% of the of the amount of the account because of the additional tax liability. That's why this yeah, podcast you, Jay, is diabolical. That's why this podcast is so important. Dan, here's the big question. 
Have you seen that happen before to people? Oh, yeah, absolutely. We've seen it happen all the time. No question about it. Yeah, now, now that doesn't happen to my clients because my clients don't get levied because we get people into a situation, Jay, okay. where we're dealing with this. How did, but, it, how did it get to a levy? Well, they get to a levy by not by, by essentially ignoring all of the preliminary notices that come along the way. So, so just ignoring it instead of responding. Right, right. So, Dad, are there appropriate responses that you as a professional with Pillar Tax Academy can put in place to stop it from going to a levy? Yeah, absolutely. And 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 the, the the first thing, Jay, is understanding what a levy notice is. All right, there there, there is there is uh, a, a number of letters that the IRS mails out, three of them to be to be exact, that are called a final notice, notice of intent to levy, and notice of your right to a hearing. Before the IRS can seize a nickel's worth of your assets. Before they could seize a paper clip from you, Jay, they have to mail out that final notice letter that says, dear, dear taxpayer, this is your final notice. This is our intent to levy. This is notice of your right to a hearing. Right now, the hearing that they're offering you is called a collection due process hearing. When you respond to that levy notice in writing within 30 days, by requesting a collection due process hearing, that shuts collection action down completely and automatically. They can't touch a thing. They can't seize a postage stamp from you, Jay, at mm. that point in time. Now the case goes from the collection function, the people that want to seize and levy and so on, goes the case gets out of their hands and it goes into the hands of the appeals office. Now, here's the distinction between the between the collection function and the appeals office. The job of the collection function is to cause problems with taxpayers. The job of the appeals office is to solve problems with the taxpayers. And that's where we want to be, Jay. We want to be in the appeals office because their written job description is to negotiate a settlement. They have the 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 the, the challenge, right? They've got the the job description and the intent to find a resolution mm. to the problem short of grinding the taxpayer into powder, into dust, right? So that's their job. That's their purpose. And it's written and it's statutory. So this is the law that guides them. So we want to be dealing with these appeals people. We do not want to be dealing with the with the collection folks. See, this is important information. So I'm glad, and that's just impromptu that just came to me going, you know, People need to know about this. That's why this podcast is so important. Now, Dan, I know you have the most incredible defense conference coming up. And this de defense conference is for tax professionals. Why would a tax professional want to know about this upcoming taxpayers defense conference you have coming up? I've been doing this defense conference, Jay, since 1993. This seminar we call it the Taxpayers Defense Conference, as you just mentioned, is widely regarded as simply the best seminar in the nation for learning how to represent clients before the IRS. So if you're a tax professional and you're interacting with the IRS on behalf of your clients, there is no place in America where you can get better information, more up-to-date, more useful, and better organized than what we present at the Taxpayers Defense Conference. As I said, I've been doing this since 1993. This year's conference, I've got the conference agenda here right in front of me. 
14 hours, Jay, mm. continuing legal education information, including two hours of ethics credits, we're going to present at this defense conference. And if you're in the business of representing taxpayers before the IRS, or you want to get into that business, or you just want to be aware of what these issues are as you deal with your clients going through so you can deal with these folks from a from from a place of, of, of knowledge and information and not from a place of ignorance then this is the seminar for you if you want to learn how to prepare tax returns and you want to learn what the latest strategies are for tax planning and that sort of thing this mm -hmm. seminar is not for you there's other places to go to get that stuff there's a lot of good information out there about that sort of thing but there's no better information out there on representing clients in front of the IRS and making the kinds of deals for your clients that will get them out of trouble. Well, who's it, who exactly is this uh, particular training for then? It's a conference. Yeah, there's three categories of people that attend this conference, Jay. Okay. First category is tax attorneys, all right, lawyers. Secondly, CPAs. And third, IRS enrolled agents, all right, agent uh, okay. folks that are that, that have passed the enrollment exam. So those three those three classes of tax professionals routinely find themselves representing their clients in front of the IRS. Right? There's there's no question about that. All three of them are authorized to practice before the IRS. All three categories of those professionals are authorized to sign a power of attorney on behalf of a client, represent okay. that client, audit collections, appeals. Right? All. All three major functions of the IRS, right. those tax professionals can represent folks at that area. And the information that we teach and this, the, the, the seminar material that I will present will, will, enhance the, will enhance the professional capabilities of all three of those tax professionals, attorneys, accountants, and enrolled agents. Hey, now, this is a big one. Let's just say someone is a tax preparer. And they're doing great in their tax business, but they notice they keep having they keep having people come to them with different tax problems, you know. And so they've been thinking about, you know, they've been trying to send them to a tax attorney or send them to some other, maybe send them to you. Why would a person like that might want to consider becoming a tax resolution specialist to add it to their business? Have you have you uh, thought about that, Dan? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We've thought a great deal about that. And, we, and I've helped I've helped hundreds and hundreds of tax preparers over the years make that transition into representing their clients before the IRS. Now, not not all tax preparers want to do this. Some tax preparers are content to do their tax returns. Some tax preparers have a very, very large, uh, you know, very vibrant preparation practice. I know tax preparers, Jay, that do 1,500, 2,000 tax returns a year. And that's what they do. And they're not interested in becoming representatives. But even for those people, even for those people, the defense conference is helpful because it allows you to recognize the things that you need, the basic things you need mm -hmm. to know so that you can help your clients without hurting them. The last thing you want to do as a tax professional is give your client the wrong advice or no advice at all when it comes to dealing with notices, for example. We're talking about the final notice. Every tax preparer needs to know what a final notice looks like. So when the client walks in the door with that letter, that professional can say, yeah, I know what this is. Here's what you need to do. Now, I either, I either can help you do that or I can refer you to somebody who can, but at least the preparer is not 
getting the client stuck in the mud because of because of confusion or ignorance with respect to the well, that, that's going that's going to make them a better preparer too when you oh, say yeah, when they're no preparing returns coming to the yeah. conference won't they learn things to help them be better at being more compliant yeah yeah there's no question about it absolutely it's true you know one of the one of the things i talked about in my webinar today uh was how to keep clients current going forward one of the problems that i see with tax professionals on an ongoing basis is they prepare the return they give the return to the client and then they don't talk to the client for a whole another year well that client happens to be delinquent on their tax payments mm. and the preparer you know, may or may not know that. But the fact of the matter is the preparer can it can help the client immensely get and stay current, get and stay out of trouble if they understand some of these things that we teach at these uh, at these conferences. And what, what, I, what I talked about today was getting the client off what I call the tax debt treadmill. That is to say where they're using current tax revenue to pay the back tax liability. And every year that goes by, they owe another delinquent year because they're not paying the current taxes. Instead, they're paying, they're paying the back taxes. That's a critical mistake, Jay. Mm. And it's a mistake that, that, Educated tax preparers can help their clients avoid going forward if they know some basic stuff. All right. So uh, the folks that are thinking about getting into the tax resolution business, plus that you should know as a tax professional, prepare that you can write that off on your taxes, giving yourself more value, more credentials. There's a lot of different marketing things you could do with attending the conference if you are a tax preparer. And then the tax professionals that this is what you do. Well, guess what? This is giving you another level of marketing as well. But my key question here is, what are they going to learn at this conference? Yeah, what we're going to learn at this particular, there's, there's, there's about three different areas that I'm going to go into at this conference, all right? The, the, one, one of the areas is penalty abatement uh, law and procedures. One of the most important strategies that, that tax professionals need to know, and this goes for tax preparers too, is how to get penalties canceled, all right? Most people that are in trouble with the IRS are in trouble with the IRS through no fault of their own as a result of circumstances beyond their control. They couldn't foresee, you know, it was a fire, flood, hurricane, natural disaster of some kind. Maybe it was a failed business or a failed marriage. Maybe it was a drug or alcohol problem, catastrophic illness or injury. Any of those kinds of things, Jay, put people into a position where they have to make a choice between paying their taxes and feeding their families. Right. right? When right. people are in that position, they're going to feed the family, Jay. That's what they're going to do. Facts. Right. We, we both know that, right? There's no question about that. Now the IRS comes along and they say, okay, you owe us 50 grand plus another 25% in penalties plus the interest on that, that adds insult to injury in a big way. And I've heard people tell me a thousand times, I can pay my taxes. It's the penalties and interest that are killing me. What can we do about that? Well, okay. what you can do is get penalties canceled. Every single penalty provision of the tax code has what's called a reasonable cause or good faith provision, which means that if you acted in good faith, based on a reasonable cause for your actions and you didn't deliberately disregard IRS rules and so forth, the penalties don't apply. But there's a specific way you have to go after challenging the penalties. I'm going to spend two hours at the conference, Jay, taking you through the law and procedures on how to get rid of these penalties. And I'm telling you what, I've had as much success in the penalty abatement area as anybody in the country. I can show you how to do it. I can give you the examples. I can give you the cases. Figure it out. 
I can give you the hardcore information on how to get this done. Because I'm telling you, Jay, I wrote the book on canceling penalties <laughs> for the IRS. And, uh, and, and, that's, you, that's, and, and not wrote the book like in a figurative, in figurative terms. You actually wrote the book? Yeah, I wrote the book, my IRS problem solver book, which was a reincarnation of of uh, of my book, 41 Ways to Lick the IRS with a Postage Stamp, which was written in the late 1980s, where I where I laid out exactly how to get these penalties canceled. I'm telling you, we've canceled billions of dollars in IRS wow. penalties over the years. There, there's just no question. Billions about it. of dollars. So what else they going to learn? The, that's one of the areas that we're going to cover. Uh, another area that we're going to cover is how to challenge the underlying tax liability in a collection due process case. A lot of people are facing collection for tax debts, Jay, that they don't really owe, mm. right? People go through tax audits. Tax audits are wrong between 60 to 90% of the time, depending on the issue in question, Yep. right? So more than half the time, the tax- I had it happen personally. I'm a personal client of Dan, and they completely assess mine way off. And Dan well, brought that back to zero. Three right, years. Can we, can, we, can we talk about that for just a for just a second, JD? You yeah. mind if we talk about your case? Yeah, go you ahead. Had, you had three you had three tax years that were under audit. Yeah. The IRS, the IRS miscalculated significant uh, uh, tax treatment on these tax returns. And the, the the bottom line tax liability that they said you owed, including penalties and interest, was about four hundred thousand dollars. It was a little north of four hundred grand. I appealed those cases. We ended up in tax court and we negotiated with the with the with the attorneys and the appeals officers yep. in the United States tax court and got to the correct determination in your case. Yep. And that correct determination was it was a grant for tax, interest, and penalties was a grand total of zero dollars and zero cents. They did everything wrong in your case. But I'll tell you, Jay, I see it happen all but that's the like time. that's typical right they're going to try to see what they can get oh, away yeah there's with. no question about it as i, mean, I said you know, they're wrong it is computers generating things right you know yeah absolutely absolutely I, I just finished a tax audit for a client and i was arguing with that tax auditor about the specific tax treatment of some things that my client had on their tax return and she was a hundred percent convinced that my client was wrong and of course i was a hundred percent convinced that my client was correct we finally brought her manager and we just settled this case last week we finally brought her manager in jay and the manager agreed with me now if, again if that lady was out there on her own mm. and proceeding through the she would have ended up with a tax tax assessment for six figures that she didn't owe. Right. Now, this happens all the time. So right. when, so now when the IRS goes into collection and they mail that final notice letter that mm -hmm. says, you know, dear Mr. Smith, dear Mrs. Jones, you owe us $100,000 and, and the client's pulling their hair out because they know darn well they don't owe the money, but they don't know what to do about it. Well, there's a procedure for challenging the underlying tax liability excuse me, the underlying tax liability. Right. It's done through the collection due process channel. And I'm going to spend a session in the conference showing you as a tax professional how to challenge that underlying tax so that when you're dealing with an erroneous assessment, we can get it straightened out. Exactly what you did for me. So you're going to show them exactly what you did for me. Well, I'm going to... Actually, I'm, what we did for you was a little different, Jay, because I was in front of the curve. I was ahead oh, of the curve in your case. But a lot of I'm times you're working from behind the curve. Behind the curve. Okay. Right? So this is kind of an emergency. So you're saying like in baseball, you can hit fastballs and curveballs? Yeah, that's right, baby. I take 
I listen, I take the fastball and I drive it right back up the middle. I take the slider and I and I drive it into right center. It bounces off the fence in right center. Okay. It's a basis clearing double, Jay. The harder there's, the, there's slide, no the, harder the slider is, there's the harder no the slider is, the more likely it is to go to the wall. <laughs> so there's no IRS pitch you can't hit there? <laughs> There's there's no pitch I can't hit. So once in a while they throw a changeup, Jay. That goes over the fence. The changeup goes over the fence. See, he's learned how. I used to play professional baseball, so I get that. He's so in order to be a great hitter, you got to be able to sit back and let the ball travel. So what Dan I've noticed he's done so good is he lets it travel and gathers so much information, and he works with the tax professional. Dan was working with my accountant. See, I think a lot of people miss that, Dan. Like, people should get engaged with Pillar Tax Academy with Dan Pillar because they can, I think they go, oh my gosh, if I work with Dan, I can't work with my tax person anymore. Would you address not that? True. No, not true. Ab absolutely not true. Absolutely not true. Here, here's, here's another thing we're going to be covering at the conference. And every tax professional should, should, should perk up when they hear this. I'm going to do a two-hour session, Jay, on how to recover your, fee your client's fees and costs that they have to pay the tax professional to fight the IRS. There, I'll tell you, there's not one tax professional in 3,000 that realizes that when you fight the IRS and win, you can make them pay your legal bills, all right? And this is something that people need to know. This is something, and I'm going to show you how to do it. I'm going to spend two hours in this conference showing you how to recover fees and costs from, from, from the IRS when you win the case. Another thing that we're going to be talking about is I have litigated, Jay, personally, me personally, over 160 different cases in the United States tax court wow. as lead counsel in over 160 of them, Jay. Now, I've coached attorneys and I've coached taxpayers through hundreds more of them. So mm -hmm. I've got a tremendous amount of experience in tax court and I've got experience in tax court in litigating these collection due process cases, right? These cases where we're challenging collection action. And I have won these cases consistently over the years, all right? Dozens of these cases I've won. And I actually just did a seminar. This is no kidding. I actually last week did a seminar for the IRS for their top appeals officers on how their eight, how their appeals officers mess up these collection due process cases. And I was teaching them how to teach their appeals officers not to keep making these same mistakes. Well, I'm going to show you at the mm -hmm. seminar the key mistakes that the IRS makes and how you can make sure that your clients are not victimized by those mistakes. Remember, this is a seminar I did for the IRS, Jay. Wow. So when they make those mistakes, they got to account for those mistakes. Yeah. And that means that plays back into the benefit of the taxpayer then. Correct. Which means if you're, a if you're a tax professional, look how good you're going to look to your clients. All right, Dan, last question. What really, in your opinion, makes this tax defense conference different from anything else out there? Experience, Jay. I've got over 40 years of experience in litigating with the IRS. I've seen every kind of tax case you can imagine. I've seen a few that you can't imagine. As I said, I was counsel of record in over 160 tax court cases and, and, uh, and uh, coaching in the background attorneys and taxpayers and hundreds more. I've seen it all, Jay, when it comes to this stuff. There is nobody out there, and I mean nobody out there, with more experience than I have specifically in this area of tax resolution and taxpayers' rights. In addition to that, we will have some of the country's best 
tax attorneys and accountants attending that seminar. So not only do you get my insight, mm. but you get the insight from the group that's there in the question and answer and discussion sessions. One of the things that we do at the seminar that you never see at any other seminar, no other seminar does this, is we do a what we call a tax solutions workshop where we bring specific problems in and we troubleshoot specific problems. So now I'll lay out a fact scenario for the group and I'll say, okay, what do we do now? And we'll get this we'll get this input and that input and this is going to go on for for we got two hours scheduled for doing this jay where you're going to get the best insight on problem solving and creative resolution that you simply cannot get any place else i don't care where you go or how much you pay you will not get this anywhere so, that, so they're developing bonds with different folks are people switch are they swapping phone numbers are they built are they developing a network a professional yeah, absolutely yeah absolutely jay we got people that come to this seminar that have been coming for 25 and 30 years i've got a guy that's come to this seminar jay that's never missed one since 1993 he's never missed one we've got guys that have missed years. three or four of them we've got guys that have been coming for 20 years in a row they love this so much because of that interaction because of that camaraderie because of the the networking of great minds who have experience in this area it's it's just incredibly valuable I just think that this has been a phenomenal podcast episode. I'm sure everybody agrees. Drop comments, share the link, subscribe to our podcast, subscribe to our YouTube channel, all the different things we got going on out there. We know, I believe, Dan, this is really making a difference, empowering people. Any final words? Uh, there's no such thing as a hopeless tax case, Jay. I don't care what kind of a problem you have or what kind of a problem you're dealing with. There's always a way to resolve it. So go to PillarTaxAcademy.com, find out what your options are, and get get to Tampa, October 26th and 27th, Taxpayers Defense Conference, information on PillarTaxAcademy.com. Get there. Let's learn how to beat the IRS. Hey, I tell you what, y'all better take that advice while I was pointing at myself. I mean, I had IRS agents calling me, wanting to come visit the house. We want to, guess what? Got to hold a damn pillar, shut all that down, did everything within the legal rights to get that properly handled, brought peace back in my house. My wife didn't have to panic. All of us out here got families. So this is how important this is with Pillar Tax Academy. We believe in the families. And that's one of the reasons why I'm here is because I believe so much in what Dan's doing. I decided, hey, let me take my professional experience as an international speaker and be able to help convey this message out to the public. Dan, great podcast. And we'll catch everybody on the next one. See ya. All right. See you soon, Jay. Bye. <laughs>